0: Hey guys, this is Rocky and you're listening to the God Loves Miami podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode and I also want to encourage you to follow us on social media at God Loves Miami on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find out all that we are about and what God is calling us to do in our city. And now here's Pastor Mark. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you so much for tuning in to the God Loves Miami YouTube and podcast. Today, I'm gonna to be sharing a message that's titled, Oh my God, why? I'm sure it's a phrase you've said a bunch of times. I know I say it many times, sometimes for no good reason. And sometimes I'm literally praying and saying, God, why is this happening to my life? And I believe the answer to that is that God wants to bless you further and greater than you could ever think or imagine. I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, a couple years ago, about 4 or 5 years ago, um I got a car. It was like my dream car. I had always owned like cars that were given to me by a family member or like used cars, cars that would break down and um 4 years ago I actually was able to buy or lease a brand new car. I mean, it was beautiful. It had a sunroof, it had all the extras, leather seats. I mean, I was so proud of The achievement, it was an achievement for me. I loved driving it, it was fast, it was powerful. And along with all these perks and awesome things with the car also came like all these rules that I started to create. Like I would park as far as possible from any other car. I got like the worst parking spot every single time on purpose because I didn't want anyone to ding my car. I didn't want anyone to scratch my car. Um, My wife wanted to drive it. And I'm like, babe, you're not ready yet. I need to certify you to drive the car. And so I had this car. I got it on a Monday, you know, Saturday. I had only had it for five days. I had it washed professionally. I had it cleaned i even bought like this little vacuum cleaner deal um, so that i would vacuum the car so that every time i would show someone the car it always looked clean and perfect just like if it was in the showroom all right and um so this was saturday saturday i couldn't sleep that night and i remember i went out and i sat in the car for like 10 minutes and like went through social media and i was just like reading the manual you know i was like in love with this car i was so proud of this car and then i went to sleep And the next morning, I wake up. It's on a Sunday morning. I'm getting ready to go to church, and I'm saying goodbye to my wife and my kids because they're going to get to church a little after me. And as I open the gate of my front door, I look at my beautiful car that I had just purchased. And my boy's basketball hoop had actually fallen on top of the car, and it had gone right into the sunroof Of the car, the car was completely damaged, all scratched up. And at that moment, my wife was standing there with me saying goodbye to me at the gate. And she's looking at the car. She's looking at me like, what is this guy going to do? Like, he didn't even want to park next to people because he didn't want anyone to ding his car. And now there's a basketball hoop that had just smashed into the car and completely damaged the car. And I just like took a deep breath. I walked over to the basketball hoop. I saw the giant scratches and ding on the roof of the car and the way it had damaged the sunroof of the car, the, the rim. And I just picked it up. I put it on the side of my driveway. I said goodbye to my wife. And I just drove to church. And as I was driving to church, I, I felt God talking to me. And, and I realized that in seven days, I had turned this car into my God. I had turned it into an idol. Like I was literally worshiping this car. I was worshiping my achievement and my ability to be able to purchase this car. And all I wanted was for everyone to just come by the house or go by someone's house or people to see me. I remember like pulling in to shopping centers that week and hoping that one of my friends was there. I would drive around the neighborhood with my windows down, like Fish bowling in the car so that maybe someone would notice me in this car. And then all of a sudden, like God grounded me, you know, and it was like, wow, I just realized that I had turned this thing into something that I had began to worship to the point that I didn't let my wife drive it. That's how bad it had gotten. I gave my kids huge lectures before they even stepped into the car. I mean, this is really bad. Um, At the time, my daughter, um, she had to be in a car seat. And I told my wife, I refuse to put a car seat in the back seat. So, you know, she's big. And when I was her age, I mean, this is pretty messed up stuff, right? And, and I said that I would not put a car seat. And if she was going to come in my car, I got in this little tiny booster that I would strap her in into the car there. And so um, God has a way of, one, uh, reminding us who he is. He has a way of helping us uh, become better. You know, and, and now this reminds me of a story in the Bible that when I first read it and when I read it over and over, even growing up as a teenager, a, a young adult, I mean, it kind of bothered me. And, you know, I'm always going to be honest with you. I'm always going to tell you how I feel, how I think, what my shortcomings are. And, and um, it's the story when Abraham is tested by God. Right, And we all know who Abraham is. He's the father of the Jewish people. And God chose him and said he was going to make of him a great nation. But you see before, God can make a great nation and, and have a incredible lineage. It said that, that his children were going to be more than the sand on the beach, like the sand on the ground. His children, and yet the guy had never had a kid. right? His wife was barren. He was 100 years old. right? And then God gives him a son. And his name is Isaac. And his wife, Sarah, gives birth to the son at her old age. And the story is so crazy that Sarah actually names her son Laughter. That's what Isaac means. So if you have a friend named Isaac, his name is Laughter. And so because it was funny that in their old age, they're now having a kid. And can you imagine these wealthy, older people having a son and seeing God reward them? And now they see this boy. This bit. Could you imagine how spoiled that kid is? Think about how we spoil our kids or our nieces and nephews. And like this kid was, was growing up and I'm sure he had everything he ever wanted. He was the apple of Abraham's eye. And yet one day we see in Genesis chapter uh, 22, it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to Abraham, here I am. He replied, then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Can you just imagine that? I mean, I remember hearing that I was like, how can God ask someone to go sacrifice their son? Right? And, and, and Abraham trusts God and he goes towards the Mount of Moriah. And he goes with two of his uh, servants and he goes with Isaac and he takes everything that he needs For the sacrifice, except the sacrifice. The sacrifice was his son. And the Bible teaches us that an altar is built and he puts Isaac on the altar. He puts that thing, the person that he had put in a position of of almost idolizing. Because that's what I, I think that God was saying is like, are you putting this child, is this child more important than I am? And right before he goes to sacrifice his son, the angel of the Lord holds his arm. And says, do not sacrifice your son. You don't need to do that. And then provides a, uh, a sacrifice, provides a ram for him to sacrifice to the Lord. And, and so the question is, why the testing? Oh my God, why is this happening? And the reason why is before every blessing, there always has to be a testing. So many of us, we pray, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. And yet we confront, we're confronted with tests. We're confronted with challenges. And we don't, uh, don't want to go through it. We, we avoid them. We run from them. We get bitter. We get angry. Maybe you're going through something right now in your life. It's a test. It's hard. And instead of figuring out, how am I going to overcome this thing? How can I draw closer to God in this season that is difficult? How can I learn more about God so that I can get through this thing in my life? We tend to isolate ourselves and push God away. We tend to like not come to church. We tend to stop praying. We, we tend to stop worshiping God and spending time with God during the time of the testing. And we never pass the test. And that's why many people don't live lives that are blessed. The Bible doesn't just promise to give us a life that's blessed. But the Bible says that we're to live a life that's more abundant. So not just abundant like the cup is full and I have everything that I need, but it's overflowing, the blessings of God overflow. And that's why we see people that are super blessed and their kids are blessed and their families are blessed and their businesses are blessed and it's because they've passed the test. And so as we prepare as a church to go through 21 days of fasting, right? We're preparing to draw closer to God and we're gonna start on um, January 20th, on Monday, January 20th, we're gonna start this 21 days of fasting. And I believe that God is going to do incredible things in our church. He's going to do incredible things in our city. But he's going to do incredible things in your life when you decide to say, you know what, God, for 21 days, I'm going to make this physical sacrifice in my life. I'm going to create this discipline in my life. or I'm going to pray. I'm going to abstain from some type of food or whatever it may be. And I'm going to draw close to you. But I want to challenge you to take it. One step further, what is that thing in your life that you're putting in a place of honor, in a place of worship, that it's taking up so much of your time? Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe you're a parent and what you're worshiping is your kids and your entire life revolves around these little kids that live in your house and they demand so much time from you that you don't really spend time with God. Maybe you're not spending time with your wife or your husband because you're so focused on your kids and are you worshiping those children? Is it your job? Is it your car, like me? You know, is it your home? Is it the things that you have, the things you can accumulate? Is it money? Is it an addiction? Is it maybe alcohol, drugs, tobacco, whatever it may be, is it pornography? What is that thing that you worship? Because that's exactly what you do. We were created to worship God. And when we um, have distance between us and God as beings that were created to worship, then we start worshiping other things. We start dedicating our time to other things. So here's a way that you can actually identify something that you worship, something that's, that's become a, a God. And maybe you are a Christian and you're a great person, but you have these little gods in your life that are taking your attention away from the one true God. Or maybe keeping you from growing spiritually because that's what things do sometimes in our life. We begin to accumulate stuff and, and what we don't realize is that we're creating a wall between us and God. We're creating a wall between us and the blessings of God. The way that God wants to shower us. So you can be saved. You're going to heaven because you're saved by grace. But you're living a limited life because you're putting things in the way of God. It's like if, if God was this river of blessings that's flowing your way. And these sins and these addictions and these little gods are this dam that you're starting to build. And, and you, the wall keeps going up higher and higher and higher. And it's blocking what God wants to shower you with today. And I want God to just shower you with blessings. And so let's identify that thing, those things, and let's bring them before God and offer them to God and say, God, here's this thing I've been struggling with. I've tried to, to, uh, I've tried to overcome it my entire life. And today I offer it to you, whatever it may be. And if you want me to pray for you, man, just send me a message. Send me a message on Instagram. DM me at Mark Rodriguez. You can send me a private message. I'll be praying for you. And, 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 I'll, and I'll follow up with you and make sure that, that you overcome this challenge in your life in Jesus' name because he can do it. And here's why it's important. Um, in the book of Romans chapter 12, this is one of my favorite parts of scripture. It says this. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer your bodies who you are. As a living sacrifice to God, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so God's saying, you know what those songs that you sing, that's cool. I love them. And he's probably saying, I already know all those things about myself. He's saying, you really want to worship me? Offer yourself. Offer who you are, offer your heart, offer your mind, offer your actions to me as a living sacrifice. And then it says this in verse two, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test. Then, once you stop conforming, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so you have a choice today. You're either gonna conform to the world to the patterns of this world, to the lifestyles of this world, to the vices of, these wor- of this world, to the sin of this world. You conform. You say, I adapt to you. Or you could allow the word of God to transform you. So you could conform to the world or be transformed by the word of God. And so that is my challenge to you today. As you sit in your home, maybe you watch watching your car, on your iPad, whatever, your phone. Or maybe you're surrounded by your family. Maybe this is the time where you hold hands with them and say, hey, what can we offer to God? What is it that, maybe it's sleep. Maybe you haven't been to church in a couple of weeks because you can't get out of bed. I used to say this uh, to my friends, you went to, to Iglesia de la Sabana, you know, Church of the Blanket, right? Um, maybe that's you. And maybe Sundays you wanna worship you and what you want and your comfort. And God is saying, I wanna bless you. Give me that time and you'll see how your life will never be the same. 2020 can be the best decade of your life. And so when you ask, oh, my God, why the answer is this before every blessing, there is always a testing. So if you're being tested right now and it's tough, say, man, God's blessing has to be big because this is a very difficult test. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to gather together online, somewhere, somehow, to connect with you, to connect as a family. I pray that you help us to offer our lives as living sacrifices to you, holy and pure, so then we can see your good and perfect will for our life. Lord, I pray if there's anyone that's suffering, that's hurting, God, that today they would come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this podcast has ministered to you and you would like to help us continue reaching people that need to be inspired by the word of God, please consider making a donation at godlovesmiami.com. That's godlovesmiami.com. And we'll see you next time on the God Loves Miami podcast.